this week on Generation Fangirl. Miles is like, man, why did I get the why did I get the dirty hobo <laughs> Spider-Man? How did this happen? He has the essence of a burrito. He is the burrito man. Who also, side note, Green Goblin as this giant like monster creature. So Dude, fucking I cool. Love, I love that. It. Have you heard of Spiders Man? By the way. Yeah, it's the worst okay. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm always here. I'm always here and thinking about Peter Parker. I'm always thinking about his dumb face. Every day. If you see me staring out into space, I'm probably thinking about his butt. Get that cat too big. <laughs> I'm putting that in the intro. <laughs> Get that, get that 2019 good vibes bread. Welcome back, everybody, to Generation Fangirl. I was born in the 80s. And I was born in the 90s. And together we talk about comic book adaptations to love handles on your favorite superheroes. And everything okay. in between. Hold out. <laughs> everything in between. Today's you know episode... What? No, no, no. Let me let me continue. Today's episode, as you may have guessed, we're talking about Into the Spider-Verse, particularly Miles Morales and Peter B. Parker and everyone else that we love. <laughs> My first note is that Peter B. Parker and his love handles are very important. B stands for beautiful. Oh, the B stands for beautiful. That was another tweet that, okay, look, this entire, it's been like almost a month since this movie came out. And it's been nothing but just really good quality tweets. So it's just, I've been having, having some emotions. That's all. Yes. I mean, we know that we are, we already know that you love Spider-Man. And, and now everyone movie, else does. Everyone else does. And now too. everyone I, is on my side. Okay, we we don't really have an outline for this episode, but we're just gonna kind of see where this journey takes us. I adored this movie. Everyone adored this movie. Last night at the Golden Globes, it won Best Animated Feature, which Woo. is incredible. And even after seeing this movie, like I've seen it twice now, and I definitely want to see it more. But mm. I just I knew we were not ready. I knew. I knew I was not ready to see this movie. It's like, I am not prepared. And then even seeing it, it just exceeded all my expectations again Same. and again. It's... Like I was already expecting it to be great. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. 10,000 times better than I was expecting. And it's gotten to the point, I feel like the best way to describe how great this movie is, is I've had people who don't care about superhero movies, don't care about animated movies, go and see this movie and be like, I need to see this eight more times. I need this whole movie like tattooed to my brain. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you understand now. And I think it's just like, like I was telling some people, like it's honestly one of the best animated movies that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think it's my favorite comic book movie I've ever seen. Cause it just, I don't know. It like it. Yeah. It's such a it's such a labor of love. I could tell like the people that were behind this like yeah. wanted it to be good and it was, it was so good. And just aside from all the very cool designs and like taking these iconic characters that we know mm -hmm. and then also some that we don't know or that we aren't as aware of and bringing them and making them like feel fresh and new and relatable, 
that in itself is such an accomplishment, but also just like the animation marvel that it is and how different characters from different universes are like animated in different styles. And the story is about like superheroes, but it's also about family and finding Mm -hmm. your place and saving the world. Yes. But also saving the people you love. And it just does that so successfully that I feel like a lot of superhero movies really try to do the whole I'm saying I'm not just trying to save the world. I'm trying to protect the people that I love, which has been done again and again. But with this, like it works so well because it is built on years and years of Spider-Man, like decades of Spider-Man, especially in the movies and like mainstream pop culture. Um, since 2002's Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, it's mm-hmm. like we have seen Uncle Ben die a thousand times already. And sure have. We and that that aside, like we've seen Peter Parker's birth as Spider-Man again and again. And so at this point, kind of it it, it feels a little bit like, okay, well, what's new? Like, how is this gonna be more interesting to me? And Miles is interesting. He's a new character and he is our eyes through which we see this universe. And it's so great to be introduced to him. But not only that, but we also get like a rekindling of our love for Spider-Man as well. Mm-hmm. This movie could not exist without having those decades of Spider-Man knowledge and everything to build up on and to reconnect with. Yeah, and I think one of my favorite parts about this movie is that so the the Spider-Verse thing that it's based off of is very complicated. Mm-hmm. I don't even know all about it. I just know bits. I know like bare minimum stuff. Because there's it's in the comics, but there's also Spider-Verse things in the oh, like the animated yeah. TV show. And yeah, and the the wonderful thing about the the pacing of this movie is I really loved how they would do the introduction of each new spider person that came in and it like it was just enough to where it was like okay even if you've never read any of the comics even if you've never heard of it this character before this movie it just quickly summarizes it for you and everybody's caught up you don't need to have a huge like yeah of course there's billions of easter eggs and little fun things for people that have read the comics but you don't need it it like Mm -hmm. the the movie does it for you and then at the same time like even if that got kind of annoying i think it was really cool how at the very end miles was able to do his story because you got to watch it and then he able was able to like here's my origin story and i was like oh sweet baby even uh, like what? Who was it? Spider Man Noir's comment of "Damn, that's a hell of an origin story." Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I guess I should say straight away here. Uh, this is a, not a spoiler-free episode. We're gonna be oh, talking no, about. Oh no, it's been spoilers, out for so. a month. And also, yes. I'm not going to. I don't think I'm gonna do any spoilers for the uh, PS4 game, but there was a lot mm-hmm. of similarities with the storyline so i definitely will be mentioning oh, cool. it so but yeah. there's nothing that like the the very end stuff of that game because yeah it's a lot easier to go see a movie than it is to get your hands on a ps4 and play mm-hmm. a game for 80 hours so like i understand if not everybody's finished that but like it was very similar especially comparing where peter is at his life like in the game he's very very similar like he's behind on his rent and gets kicked out of his apartment and Mary J's broken up with him and all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is familiar. (laughs) And and the movie, it just, it was so nice because it's like, like, I think I was telling you, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the other episode, but it was really great that Peter was able to be a side character 
Mm-hmm. Like he was not the main character. It was this was Miles' story, and that was what was so wonderful. It wasn't just like, hey, we got this this new Spider-Man, and he's a new kid and all yeah, that it, stuff. But he's not does. the main character. It's like, mm-hmm. no, he is. Yeah, it, it doesn't start with Peter uh, realizing, like, getting sucked into the universe and realizing, wait, this is a world where I am dead and this kid is Spider-Man. No, it starts, it begins, and it ends with Miles, and I think that's so important to keep the perspective fresh and like it's just like first of all just seeing it through the eyes of like a like 14 year old i guess, i think he's 14 or 15 uh like a 14 year old kid yeah. is, so, is so much smarter like because we feel like everything feels new and we also have the like kind of idealization of spider-man and like what we have expectations of what he should be and it's so smart yeah. to put him in his eyes yeah because not only do you have the kind of classic themes of being a superhero but also being a teenager and all that stuff but like you also have this added element of living in somebody else's shadow mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the spider-man of miles's universe was perfect and they did that on purpose the creators of the movie did that on purpose they're like mm-hmm. we're gonna make him uh, have a perfect marriage and be just super handsome yeah. and all He's- of this stuff and so and then you get the the peter that we're all familiar <laughs> with and he's just a hot mess and he's like hey kid yeah in <laughs> the, in the, you in the words of miles do. miles is like man why did i get the why did i get the dirty hobo <laughs> spider-man how did this happen <laughs> yeah i i love that they also had an age difference with hot peter uh who i saw a fun fact that the crew referred to him as peter like uh, r.i.p so yeah, like like rest like, in Peter, rest in rest in Peter, and I'm like, poor poor Rip Peter. Um, yeah, Chris Pine, mm-hmm, Chris Pine, who I didn't realize that he was in this movie at all until I saw the credits, and I was like, wait, I didn't even. Yeah, me neither. I didn't really, I didn't realize I it was a different. They, I don't think they mentioned that at all. You're mm-hmm. just supposed to find out. Yeah, because which which was very cool because we just I like that they were different people. He was like 26 and a grad student and kind of had this had a lot of things together, but then Peter mm-hmm. B. Parker. Um, who they called Burrito Parker, apparently. Yeah. Like Peter Burrito. And I'm like, he is a, he is, he has the essence of a burrito. He is the burrito man. He's like 32 and divorced and like it doesn't have his shit together and he has love yeah he's and watching I, like animal crushes. planet at three in the morning because he's sad <laughs> you know what seahorses mate for life can you believe it yeah when he gets sucked up into the into the void from the collider, he tries to save his pizza. Like that's the last yeah. thing he does after yeah, that grabbing was the most his heartbreaking mask. thing is his pizza just started glitching away, and I was like, that, that was that was the most heartbreaking thing. <laughs> um, but it's they they keep it still very like tongue in cheek about how they approach the the legacy of Spider-Man with mm-hmm. the whole, all right, let's do this one more time. Let's okay guys, one more time for real. Now I swear this will be the last time. Let's see, let's see the story again. It's just so aware of how Spider-Man is, is in our culture and like seen as kind of like the foundation of superhero pop culture. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so aware of what it wants to be and the world that it exists in that it's so relevant and fresh and like, hip and kick-ass i love it i i wanted to real quick read the um summary of the into the spider-verse soundtrack on apple music yes so 
the morning after I saw this, the soundtrack dropped uh, the, the day it came out. And I was like, I, I need to own this immediately. It's so good. But the editor's notes are fucking hilarious. Um, so it opens and says, uh, there was nothing necessarily wrong with the soundtrack to 2002's Tobey Maguire starring Spider-Man. <laughs> but surveying it 16 years later, there was something awfully homogenous about its lineup. Some 41, Nickelback's Chad Kroger, Theory of a Dead Man, yep. Aerosmith, etc. So it makes yep. sense that the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which features multiple cross-racial, cross-gender, cross-generational, cross-dimensional characters with Spidey powers, has a soundtrack that really appends the franchise's own long-established aesthetic and cultural awareness. And that is that like that's on iTunes, that description. Yeah. And that's so cool that they just even in the marketing and how how they want to present like just even the soundtrack, they are aware of how, what they want to do and like how they want to accent this movie. And they're not being shy about why they're making these decisions because they're needed. And this is like, this is what we need right now. Mm -hmm. So good. It's what a great way to like welcome in 2019. God, I know. I mean, like, I feel like that's why I started 2019 in such a good mood because I was (laughs) like, this movie exists. And it's perfect. And there's the only thing wrong with it is that I'm not watching it right now. <laughs> That's the only flaw I have about it. Like, I, okay, <laughs> let me let me set up my experience watching it the first mm-hmm. time because it is a story. Okay. So I went and saw it the Friday that it came out mm-hmm. um, because I had to come to Austin that following yeah. weekend. Uh, we had a wedding. Yeah, I saw the, we could not skip. <laughs> I, I saw it Thursday night with the bride before. We were like, listen, we need yes. we need to go see this movie before you get engaged before you get married this weekend. <laughs> this yeah, is we like we all agree. <laughs> yes. So and at the time I had a really bad like I get sinus infections a lot. So it's just that's just what happens when it gets cold. And mm-hmm. so my head was full of mucus as it is. <laughs> and I had just got off work and I drove like 40 minutes to go to the draft house (laughs) because the draft house treats me good. And so I'm exhausted. I go there. I immediately order two rum and Cokes. I'm like, look, it's been a long week. I need, (laughs) I need my Spider-Man and I need my alcohol. May I say, these are very big uh, Peter B. Parker moods right now. And you didn't even know. You didn't even know at the time. <laughs> no, I didn't. And so, like, so I'm sitting there in a, in a full row. It wasn't really a full theater, but the row that I was in, I was in the good row, I guess, because there, there were people all around me. And so I didn't want to be, like, blowing my nose or anything. So I just kept it in. <laughs> and I drank too many rum and Cokes. So... I had to go to the bathroom like no, an hour before. No, I held it in. Okay, good. Okay, I was I'm like, I, I was like, like, I can't listen. Bowels, no. you better, you better no. listen to me. I can't miss a minute of this movie. No, I was, yeah, exactly. I was like, I cannot leave for a <laughs> second, and I need to watch the end credits. And like, I, it was worth it. <laughs> I suffered so much for this movie. Wait, and actually, it was worth it. <laughs> so actually, I finally. I'm lying. I, I definitely had to go to the bathroom in the middle of it. I just remember. But remembered. it's good though because also... every time, every time that I was about to, and I decided to wait, <laughs> something exciting happened. I I think I, I I did leave at one point when they are all introducing themselves, not after the introductions, but like like yeah, in, in the middle there when they're all kind of like 
trying to get him to to do his venom strike and stuff like that but i've seen it twice and i work at a, at a movie house so i've yeah seen no the, the second time i was like oh like, whatever oh, but the first time i was like no i cannot miss a single movie <laughs> and i'm just very dedicated to my fandom okay like no i agree with you though as soon as the movie ended i'm i'm just sad i'm no longer watching it yeah um, i was i mean like i was exhausted i was mm-hmm. not feeling good and I did not want to go home. Like, it was very strange. And I got in my car. I loaded up the soundtrack on Spotify. And I just blasted it on the way home to keep me awake. Yeah. And I was that's, just what, like, that's what we do, too. Yes. <laughs> like, like find, me, find me Sunflower. I have to listen to it right now. Yeah. Also, it's also really funny because I tend to do this with all superhero movies. Is So whenever I watch a superhero movie, it makes me want to go work out and it gets me really excited no, hell yeah and but i'm also doing it while i'm stuffing my face full of pizza and popcorn and i'm like well also a big peter b parker movie. i'll i'll deal with this later i'll be a fat ass right now it's fine but like i don't know superhero music is such good workout music i'm just putting that out there like the majority of the time i'm listening to marvel music because i'm like mm-hmm. yes and this I'm soundtrack is like day. this soundtrack isn't just instrumental stuff. The uh, it's not it's not just the score. It's like all these songs were made for the movie, and they are so good. They're so good. And yeah, even one like of my the background sounds like in What's Up Danger, they have this like ooh kind of mm-hmm. like sound, and it it's it's like the noise that the prowler kind of makes. It goes like. Mm-hmm. Wah, I can't I can't do yeah. it but it's like wah, wah. <laughs> but it happens like when he's like hunting and and he like appears on a rooftop and it's like wah and that's the music that's also in what's up danger and every time I listen to that yes. song it's like yes yes so good no what I love about the soundtrack is that it sounds like something that would be on well I guess not iPods anymore because nobody has iPods anymore everybody's <laughs> just on their phones but <laughs> on your Walkman <laughs> No, I didn't even have a Walkman. Oh my god, that's like eighty-three. Too much. Okay, sorry. That's like hey, this is generation fangirl. I've, yeah, I, I, don't know. I know, yeah. but this we're not talking about on your on your Zune. <laughs> wow. Real talk. I did not know what a Zune was before Gardens of the Galaxy two, and that's embarrassing. So that's not embarrassing. Like I, I knew you- what it was, but I didn't know anybody that had one. It existed for like a week, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> It was just a relic okay, in time. Okay, I feel better. But no, what I like about it is that it sounds like what would be on a playlist of a 15-year-old today. Yeah, yes, yes. And, and it's it's so cool to see Miles singing along to the second song. In, oh, that in was the, so cute. Seeing him sing along to Sunflower and being like, wait, that's, that's the song that's on the soundtrack. And it also is so immediately endearing that he's mumbling the words and he can't quite remember what the lyrics are because everyone sings to songs like that and that is so inherently endearing and precious and I just Mm -hmm. I was immediately just I I I love him I love you I want to protect you you're so good so cute so good he is everyone's son Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're right it does sound like it's it's music that like kids like Miles and like the youth today would want to listen to it's cool music it's like modern and fresh and it's it's just like like, it it fits it fits here yeah like there was it was kind of around the time that I was playing the ps4 game and I'm really big into uh like cityscapes especially like at night like the city lights and stuff and so like I was just trying to think of music 
that like I don't know because like Peter's on his phone and stuff um, in the cutscenes in that game and so I was just thinking about like music that he would listen to while he was swinging around and stuff as like a teenager and that's actually kind of a thing that uh, people do on Spotify is that they'll like come up with like fictional characters and then like be oh. like Peter Parker's iPod and it's a whole playlist of like songs that they think he would listen to and mm -hmm. so like that just kind of reminded me of that because I've oh, definitely yes. found I... some of those before and I'm like oh this is cool it's just all like energetic and fun and that just like the whole soundtrack just reminds me of something that would be on Miles like playlist. I... I love that you said this because I like I, I like eight tracks and um, I make yeah. a lot of I, I have actually made a lot of um, like fan mixes for yes. different shows and mostly like uh, like like ships or or characters and stuff and and the way that my iTunes is organized is I mostly just listen to character songs for my own stories and fandoms and stuff like that because I just I, I don't know I like things that remind me of things mm -hmm. but you're so right because it's like this whole soundtrack is curated for this movie and yeah the songs were made for this movie but they're all like different but they all like fit with different aspects of Miles like there's a song mm -hmm. called Familia and then yeah. there's the song called Memories and like Sunflower he's the sunflower and What's Up Danger is the whole essence of like being Spider-Man and being like this young kid with these superpowers um, yeah, like I was so happy that they made an effort to kind of mention that because I think a lot of uh, people are just like, oh, he's he's Spider-Man, but he's a black kid. And it's like, yeah, but he's also like his mom's Puerto Rican. And yeah. so like I was really glad that he was like going around and like, you know, speaking Spanish yeah. and like all of this stuff. And it was actually not just like, oh, yeah, his mom looks maybe Latina. It's like, yeah. no, it's it's actually like... It's, it's you know. very... And I was like, like, that's really good because that's another thing. It's like, not only is he like not white, but he's also mixed and that's a normal, like, you know, it's a normal kid these days. And so I was just really glad that... Because I never like see anyone talk about like that part of his heritage, I guess. And it's just, yeah. it's just another, you know, cool thing that I'm yeah, like, cause he's I'm so glad he's, they included that. Me too. Cause he's, he's half black, but he's also half Puerto Rican. And yeah, it's, it's a very intentional choice by the creators and by the, the movie that we get to see him living in this multicultural, like biracial household. Like he speaks Spanish as well. And then even just seeing him walk down the street and like saying hi to all of his friends from his old school mm -hmm. like it's so cool because you see like such a like a, a diverse group of people because that's like what the city looks like that's what like how you don't have friends that all like look the same you don't have yeah. just two best friends and maybe one of them's a person of color or one of them's a queer person and it's yeah. just like there are token things in this this is like what we see now yeah that's what that was my favorite one of okay not my favorite that was one of my favorite parts about homecoming is there are scenes kind of in the beginning where he's like going to the uh get on the bus to go to school and all this stuff and it's just like it's a whole bunch of kids that are all different races because yeah like, yeah it's it's queens like it's new york it's not yeah. like connecticut or something <laughs> it's like right. it's not that's like what new york should look like and i feel like they kind of would do that in like the older movies, but I feel like yeah, in not, like, school I mean, scenes, it was just all white kids. And I'm like, come on. No, yeah, I think I think Homecoming does a really has done a really great job. I, I really like uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker uh, mm -hmm. from from what we've seen of him so far. And it they do like make an effort to make it more diverse, which is nice. But this movie just really like pushes it so much further in a way that's still real. And it's just like this is real life. This is. This is awesome. And I love even just, it's like every scene has 
in intention and like has mm -hmm. humorous moments. So when he's eating, like when he's like eating like beans for breakfast from his mom, it's like, that's part of his culture. Yes. But it's also funny because he's like one more minute. And then it cuts to his mom being like one more minute, like give me a kiss goodbye. And it's, that's, that's hilarious. And then we yeah. see him walking down the street and saying hi to friends. And we get to see like a bunch of different people. We also get to see him like comfortable and in his environment. And then we immediately go from that to him trying to say hi to the people at his new school at the Visions Academy, walking through the halls. And everyone's like, uh, like we don't really know who you are like nice joke kid your shoelace mm -hmm. is untied and even just like little every scene they put so much detail in that describes how the characters interact in these different environments but still we move the plot along it's mm -hmm. just so admirable I'm so gobsmacked and amazed yeah, at I this feel movie like, um, I, I feel like a lot of movies there might be like a scene or two that I wouldn't have mind if it wasn't there with this one I feel like every single scene was just perfect mm -hmm. I, I really I have nothing bad to say about it it's I just have, yeah I have I actually have one thing um and it's not even a criticism it's just that the only thing that I left the theater being confused about was why was his uncle Prowler um and, and oh that's with, true like it's like what how did he how did uncle Aaron get into that line of work watching it the second time i kind of had this in mind and was kind of trying to pick up um hints from it because the first time i saw it i assumed like uncle aaron was like an artist or something because he kind of but he like had a really nice apartment so i was like i don't know about this but he seemed like an artist type because like uh he liked he was encouraging miles's art but when they first go to the um subway tunnels to do the first grade expectations art um, mm -hmm. rather than no expectations art, the first one. he Miles asks him, how'd you find this place? And Uncle Aaron says, oh, I did an engineering job down here once, which makes sense because then that is the tunnel that leads to the collider's mm -hmm. like room. And when we first see um, hot Peter Parker battling the Green Goblin, who also, side note, Green Goblin as this giant like monster creature. So Dude, fucking I cool. I, I love that. It. It's awesome. Like, very cool to see that design like pushed to that extent also. But, yeah, so also can of, can I can I mention mm, okay. how ginormous freaking Fisk was? Oh yes. Okay, like, okay. Well, as I wanna, a as I a, get to that. I wanna get to give me give me one more moment on Prowler yes, and then I wanna get to that. Fine. Because Fisk has his own whole sex. Okay. So Prowler, like we get that little bit about he did an engineering job there once, so we kind of get like, oh, he does odd jobs, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but his apartment's nice, but that's kind of really the only hints that we get and we see him say like oh I gotta go and then he's gonna be he's out of town for a few days so that tracks as well but it's just kind of like I'm so curious about Uncle Aaron and then like Jefferson and how they how they grew apart isn't necessarily important because it it, it happens sometimes but I'm just yeah to have a brother who's a cop and then he's like a vigilante or like, like yeah. villain for hire I, I got the impression that Uncle Aaron kind of, because he's supposed to be like, oh, he's the cool uncle and he lets me do whatever I want. I always got the impression that he kind of, it's not so much that he like got into trouble, but he kind of hung out with like shady people. Yeah, and I think with the wrong crowd. Yeah, and I think his brother just didn't really like that. Maybe like he was... I mean, I don't know, maybe they grew up in a bad neighborhood and he was trying to get out of that neighborhood and his brother was just like making friends with everybody even people yeah. you shouldn't really be making friends with and so i feel like it's just this is that but it or maybe they, they like, maybe they just like had different ideals and while jefferson was yeah. more like straight laced uncle aaron just and that is that is interesting i, I feel mm -hmm. like there's just not really like i can't really think of a a way to 
put that into the story. Exactly. I, I agree. So like, while it is a thing that I'm like, this is one thing that I'm still confused about. I think that they gave us as much as they could have. And I think that having an extra backstory of uncle Aaron would have detracted from the main story, but it's just like, that's the one bit that I'm like, I'm not quite sure. Like I see pieces of it, but the thing is that we just don't know much about, I mean, Miles doesn't know much about his, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know the history of his uncle or his dad really. Cause he's just a teen. And why, why would he like go seeking those answers right away? Mm-hmm. But, but it was, man, it was really sad when he died. Obviously it was sad, but yeah. it was just heartbreaking that his brother found him and they didn't get to say goodbye either. Yeah, that I'm was rough. Torn apart by this movie. Oh, so good. And, that was rough. and how Fisk is the one to shoot him also, which is, it's just, oh man, uh, it's a lot. I, I do want to talk about Fisk and his design though, because it's, it's incredible it's so good like there's there's some screenshots and stuff where uh because i swear like every single shot of this movie is just like composition wise color wise is just perfect and you know it's just like our art geekery coming out but i've just like my eyeballs just exploded every time and but no, it's just ridiculous because he's this huge like silhouette and then his like tiny little head mm-hmm. compared to the rest of his body, <laughs> you know, and he wears a black suit. So it's mm-hmm. just like, he's just very like, it looks ridiculous, but from like, from like a character design point of view, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. It, and while this, like all the characters are very well designed they still aren't afraid to be off model especially with kingpin and Mm -hmm. i say that in the way that like they don't they don't sacrifice um accuracy for composition yeah Uh, he is not proportionally uh, rather they they don't sacrifice composition for accuracy in in the sense that like see that that one shot when kingpin says you're gonna love this before the collider goes off and it's just all black and all we see is his floating head with his uh necktie and it's just like he is huge he he encompasses every space that he's in because he mm-hmm. he you see his how domineering and like how aggressive and like what a big presence he is just by his design and by the fact that he, he can be as big as he wants just because that's that's going to fit the mood of the scene the mood of the animation and that is so like i'm waving my arms around right now <laughs> just like i just it's so refreshing to see a major movie that does risks like this with mm-hmm. the the it, it, it it's an art and like all animation yeah. is an art but they really make where you can just like like still like you can make a still shot of us of the of a scene and just like it looks like a beautiful like piece of art oh it's yeah. not just like the colors yeah. it's just like i mean how the did, composition goes how like they, big the characters are it's, it's a comic they, book it's like yeah ah they could do whatever they want and it works. <laughs> yeah. And just, so another thing, and this doesn't have to do with art design or anything. This has to do with his storyline, which I thought was really interesting. Yes, yes. Um, so, so here's, here's what I love as I've gotten older, I have started to really enjoy villains that are kind of in that gray area where like they do really terrible stuff, but like you can sympathize with the reasoning or whatever. And the movie kind of starts out that way, but then it just, it kind of flips its head and it was really great for me because, so 
basically this whole collider thing is he's trying to find different universes where his wife and his son are still alive because they saw him uh, doing evil stuff. They decided to leave him and they got into a car accident and they died. So he is trying to find different alternate universes where they're still alive right and you're like okay that's like that's that's a bummer but the wonderful thing is is at that very end when the collider is freaking out at the very end and there's multiple universes and stuff and there's uh, multiple uh, versions of um his wife is vanessa i forgot what his son's name is vanessa and richard yeah so so finally you see like different versions of them and in every single universe they all they always leave him mm-hmm. because of his actions. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, I need to find them alive. It's like they don't in every universe they don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should stop doing the, what you're doing. And, and I the, was just like, ah, oh, that's so that that's good. You got me for a second. You got so me feeling nice. bad for you for a second. Yes. And now I don't because it's your actions. It's so good because they mirror that scene so well. Because in the beginning, when mm-hmm. we see his flashback, he has he has Peter Parker by the neck and he's about to like punch his lights out. And Vanessa and Richard appear in the hallway and they're like, like they're what horrified. Are you doing, honey, what are you doing? Because he's def- he's trying to destroy and literally like punch spider-man who is this emblem of hope and then they see that again and as he still a kid. holds yeah he holds miles like by the neck and like is about to punch him and just having that mirror it's it's the exact same it's the exact same uh actions that he's doing and he like has not learned because he did not understand what like it's it, it's so cool that we get to see like both of that i like i said got me feeling bad for him for a second mm-hmm. and then i was like nope and I'm always I'm interested with, by Kingpin as a character because I I was into the Daredevil Netflix series for a while mm-hmm. and Kingpin is the main villain in that series at least in uh, the first couple seasons. But apparently, uh, and I didn't know this, Kingpin is originally a Spider-Man villain. Um, I yeah, mean, he's, they, he's in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, because so, he's in he's in the uh, the mm-hmm. PS4 game too. Yeah, and, and Marvel game. Marvel kind of like everyone borrows each other's villains and stuff, right? Like they have lots of crossovers. But it was cool to see Kingpin in this setting, but still kind of have a little bit of knowledge of, oh, I've I've seen his romance build with Vanessa in the Daredevil series. So I'm kind of aware of who this character mm-hmm. is. But even without that, you understand his, from the beginning, you understand his motivations. You're like, okay, he's evil. He wants to destroy the city. And then you see that glimpse and you're like, wait, he also cares about things. And that's, it's nice because... I I don't have like sympathy for him, but I understand where he's coming from. And to have a villain who has motivations that are beyond just like, uh, because I'm evil. It's like, it, it, he has a reason he's doing this. And every piece of this movie is just so well put together. <laughs> Actually, you know that in Spider-Gwen's universe, Matt Murdock is Fisk's lawyer. He's oh, evil. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in, super in the evil. Comics? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, how curious. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it's kind of weird because like I always forget that they they are in the same universe too. But yeah, even in I the mean, um in the PS4 game, like so there's this like little is mini Matt there. Not exactly, but um like the <laughs> Avengers Tower is there. Like you can climb the yeah, Avengers and Tower. You can, you can and see they, like the Sanctum Sanctorum and stuff like that. Yeah, too. so you can um uh yeah, and there's like a Wakanda embassy and all this other cool, stuff. It's, cool it's super crazy. But there's this there's this like little extra thing where he has backpacks all over the city. And I'm like, first off, how do 
How do you like backpacks are <laughs> Wait, expensive? Why do you have a hundred backpacks all over the city? I love that. Like, <laughs> like so that he can pick stuff up around the city and just like yeah, yeah, like a just, change of clothes and stuff. That's hilarious and wonderful. Yeah, well, that's actually like uh like a save scene is like you go find a duffel bag on top of like Aunt May's apartment and you're like, time to change. You're like, <laughs> but gotta gotta get my band-aids. Gotta yeah, find but, my um, water bottle. But yeah, so he's got um backpacks all over the uh the city and uh a lot of them are just like they're just like little trinkets of things from his past because he is uh 23 in the game he had just graduated college and oh my he's doing he's doing oh a grad God. yeah he's doing I a, a grad program i just crumbled into dust i can't he's 23 <laughs> yeah but so anyway um like you find all these trinkets like you find like like old drawings that like fans have Aww. given him and like uh one of the things that you you get is a nelson and murdoch uh business card Ooh, and cool. he's like oh yeah that one blind lawyer told me a spider-man ever needed a lawyer and then he was like wait a minute if he's blind how did he know i was Spider-Man? and i was just like oh that's so funny i keep forgetting that they're in the same universe but like yeah and one of them has got like spider plushie and like all sorts of dumb stuff i love like i love stuff like that like i love when they when superhero stories acknowledge that they are characters within their own universe and have fans and maybe like have comics that's another cool thing about the spider like this this movie is that He's like, I'm I'm a comic, I'm a popsicle, I got a holiday <laughs> album. Also, Chris Pine singing on the holiday album is amazing. It's a that delight. Was, I listened to that on Christmas morning and mm-hmm. I was like, my soul is cleansed. It's very I'm good. I'm ready for the new year. Thank you, baby I, Jesus. As a side note, I, I love that Matt Murdock basically has to defend all of these superheroes. Him him and She-Hulk, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because there's a in Star Lord Grounded, which is this amazing mini series drawn by Krizanka, he like defends Star Lord because Star Lord did some shit. I don't know, but now he is his defense attorney, and they basically are like, "Well, you you're not going to jail, but you have to stay on Earth. You're like grounded, basically." <laughs> yeah, and it's very funny to house see. arrest. And Matt, Matt Murdock is like, "God, you're so annoying, Peter." <laughs> yeah. It's funny to see him as he's kind of like a in my mind he he I feel similarly to him as I do with Doctor Strange where it's like mm-hmm. God I love I love seeing you interact with other superheroes. Yeah, I have. A oh, couple so of here's 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 mm-hmm. like a random thing, and mostly I just wanted to ask you about it, like how you felt, because like I thought it was kind of cool. But um, did you notice that Peter and MJ had a Jewish wedding? I was literally about to say that. I, I was like, I wonder if she's going to mention that. I, I was like, yeah, Peter B. Oh. Parker is Jewish, and that's amazing and so important. Also, like, especially concerning that like Stanley was Jewish, and it's just like I. I also love that they just incorporated the 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 whole idea that anyone it could be anyone under the mask. Like, it can be yeah, you. That's it can true. be and anyone. That's, you can that's stand kind of up what I like. like that. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've what I've liked about. I think that's why I like Peter so much is because like, yeah, his, his abilities are really cool and stuff. And again, like I I have to mention the PS4 game again, because like you get to play as Peter just as much as you play as Spider-Man, which I really liked. And it's just, it's a personality thing. It's like, he's a, he's a good kid, even if he didn't have any super abilities. And that's just, it's like, we could all, we could all be like Peter. He's just, he's, he's good. And it's like, and Miles has a lot of that too. Like he has the same sort of, I don't know. I feel like that's such a good, like 
quality in a protagonist is just it's not like I was like a super jerk or anything and now I have super abilities and now I can save people and I'm a better person it's like they were already good people they were just kind of like dorky little kids and then something crazy happened and it's like hey man you don't you don't need superpowers to be a good person and help people and yeah all that stuff which is like I'm so glad that was like the main message of the story it reminds me of um Donald Glover, he was quoted uh, talking about Spider-Man a few years ago when he Mm -hmm. he voices Miles Morales in the animated Spider-Man series when Spider-Man goes into the alternate universe. And then Donald Glover is also in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um, But he... Yeah, also apparently he was in this movie too. But it was like... I Okay, so I never noticed it, but apparently... Okay, so there's a scene in Community where... It's like the first episode of a new season and like all the characters are waking up on their first, the first day back at school or whatever. And so it goes to his bedroom and he's wearing like Spider-Man pajamas. And apparently Uh they animated that scene on the TV in the background. Oh, of one of the scenes. Yeah. Which like, I can't find any pictures of it, but like I found an article saying like, oh yeah, we put him in there. It's from community. I was looking at a a little article now about his cameo explained. And I'm like, yeah. So in community season two, episode Mm -hmm. anthropology 101. Yeah. uh, Troy Barnes, his character is shown waking up in Spider-Man pajamas. And that helped inspire Miles's comic book look in the first place. Apparently, uh, fittingly, Spider-Verse nods to the scene that further highlights another connection between like Glover and the Spider-Man franchise. That's very funny. Um, so when he... It takes place when Miles goes to visit Uncle Aaron at his apartment. Aaron's TV is on when Miles arrives. And it's hard to catch unless you're looking for it, but it's playing an animation blurred version of, <laughs> of Glover's Spider-Man pajamas bit on Community. That's so wonderful. Okay, well, obviously <laughs> I have to go see this a third time. I know, I'd I always mean, gotta go see it that's really great. I, Which I was I, already planning on doing, but, you know, sure. Wonderful. I remember when he expressed interest in, in being Spider-Man, uh, a lot of people, uh, racist people gave him flack about it. And he's like, really? You don't think, like, Spider-Man, he, like, he lives in Queens. You don't think, he, you don't think like, there are young black kids who are poor and smart and could be Spider-Man also? Mm-hmm. Um, I am reading the quote now. Uh, that's the great part about Spider-Man costume. He can be anybody. Spider-Man could be a girl. He could be an old man. You don't know. And yeah, it's just, he's the I best think- because you don't know who he is and he's funny and he's poor. I understand Spider-Man a lot on that level. He's just trying to make it. And that's, it's like, everyone can connect to him. It's, he is, he's, he's our good, like, underdog everyday man he's our friendly neighborhood spider-man and they really push that in this to make it like connected to community and mm-hmm. i know the i know the the game does that too where you can like wave to people and it does it in such like small little ways as well just from i think a lot of this comes in the intros bits when they're like all right let's take it from the top one more time and you could see little flashes of mm-hmm. spider-man in his element um and that's included in the whole like like Spider Man Spider B uh, Peter B Parker Spider B Parker Peter B Parker and Mary <laughs> Jane having a Jewish wedding is he's like I got married and then he see you see his uh, foot um, smash the glass under the handkerchief and then it continues on but it's like that is like half a second beat and it tells so much about the character like in just that and we don't have to go like we don't have to over explain it or really like get into it that much but that's just like it's part of him that's part of his like yeah story. as far like, as like, as far as i can remember i don't remember any like mention of either of them being jewish and like no, but it's also like 
yeah it also was like well why not so i I was like oh that's so cool like it just it i I don't know why like the second it happened i was just like i can't wait to talk to caroline about this (laughs) i am so happy (laughs) yes because like i i don't i don't know if like the chris pine spider-man is jewish but it also doesn't matter because it's like there are infinite universes it can be anyone that's why like it's so cool to see like yeah i mean it's just they just they they didn't have to they didn't have to do it like there are so many traditional wedding things that you could do for 30 seconds to be like like, hey a wedding happened and it's like like, no they did that one like you could do the rings or you could like have them kissing or whatever but instead they chose to be very intentional with and like like just intentional and like forward and just like so good so good so modern so fresh yes (laughs) anyway um we are we have not talked about any ladies yet and we have a lot of ladies to talk about you're right you're right that's that's we can't overlook that because i love gwen a lot and and not only her but i also love aunt may a lot too and live and 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 yeah can i just say can i just say that i was not spoiled neither was i I and i was so happy because no because like our mutual friend was like i can't wait to uh uh cosplay the new villain you'll know her when you see her and i was like who could she be talking about and then like (laughs) she just shows up and i like fell out of my seat i was like this is the greatest day of my life (laughs) i i i'm so happy that you weren't like uh you weren't spoiled for that because yeah and we were watching it and i was like okay well this lady's clearly like she's she's evil and she's like and she's like you're gonna be like ripped apart bit by bit and i can't wait to watch it happen i was like oh damn she's gotta he's gotta get out of there peter get out of there yeah i thought she was just shady i didn't know she was like it was just like my my friend uh i saw it with our 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 friend who was the bride to be and another friend and we just like turned to each other and we were like oh my god doc hawk is a woman and this is so cool and perfect and it, it like it makes sense because it's an alternate universe we can be whatever we want but mm-hmm. it's just like they didn't have to do but that her but design they was did. so cool and her, oh, that, with her hair that kind of looks yes. like the body of a of an oct- like the yeah. head of an octopus it's just uh so cool and the and how her her tentacles were like a, a translucent green mm-hmm. was very cool too mm-hmm. i love that uh that you can just tell they have so much fun with it like with yeah. every character's design and and even in just designing their faces none of the women looked similar especially the older exactly. women yeah and there were we had three main older women who all had names and like had roles in the story miles's mm-hmm. mom aunt may and um live and it's just like that's so we got to see like different different facial structures and body types and skin yeah. colors and just and mj she got to talk and, a little bit mj too yeah i guess i guess she is an older woman yeah too. There, i mean i, I don't know they're they like multiple. yeah there were different mjs as well like we had our the oh yeah the, that's true i forgot the about burrito the burrito universe the- and the other one <laughs> and they actually made her look older in the burrito yeah. universe too like because she's in her 30s she's, in that one. She's tired. She's tired. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand. Oh, man. God, I just love that movie so much. And it was it was very cool because they could even make very subtle designs to mostly, for the most part, um, Spider-Gwen's cool hoodie design stayed the same mm-hmm. because it's just such a winner. But I love that yeah. they gave her point shoes. Um, yeah. She, yeah, she normally wears flats, but like the point shoes were just like such a cool added thing to her character and her animation really cool. style. Like, I, yeah, I have, like, okay, I know that we had a guilty pleasure 
like episode and how guilty pleasure is not a bad word but mm-hmm. like i just i really like ballet aesthetic i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> like so when i saw that i was just like yes i <laughs> so, love like i don't know i just i love i love i love ballet shoes and stuff i love point shoes they just they look so cool even though like every time i look at them i'm like oh god i know like i've never i never got to do point ballet but i know how painful they are and Mm -hmm. i know how busted up your feet are when Mm -hmm. you're in that but like i don't know why but just yeah because it was it was cool i love that they kept her um like her music thing because of the comics yeah like it was it was she's in a band yeah, she's in a band called the Mary Janes. And because I think at one point she had like the teal Converse and then it went to flats. And then like it was just really cool. Cause I remember I watched that trailer like 10 times mm-hmm. until I realized that she landed on that tree on point. And then I was like, whoa, <laughs> just to wait see a her. minute. And, and as an aside, like even her appearance scene in the autumnal forest with like all the falling leaves and everything's orange and and white and and Mm -hmm. brown and she appears and just like the stark contrast of her shoes oh yeah they shine out as well and it's just like oh chef's kiss what what every every such a delight i also love that so she looks pretty similar to uh miles and peter's like animation style but at the end when she goes back to her universe you see her world for a little bit it's neon, but it's also kind of like watercolory and yeah. like in a sense that it's like everything's a little blurred and it was very cool to see that for just a little bit. Like, oh gosh, so cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I love her hairstyle too. Like, first of all, just that is so cool. Cause and I like that it wasn't intentional. Like she she's a cool rocker. She, like she's awesome. So of course she mm-hmm. can rock an undercut. But I yeah. love that it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It's just like you don't get to like my haircut. <laughs> so funny that was so cute and i like her little gap her little teeth gap yes yes oh my god i uh, i i adore her i adore her design so much she's so good and cool and like and like she like is the cool girl but she also like has personality outside of that as well yeah also i just another thing about her design because again it's like i don't know as a girl who's noticed a lot of like how girls and women are portrayed in media and all that stuff and I guess it it, I don't know if this has to do with uh her backstory as like having kind of a dance background or anything but she has very broad swimming shoulders which I noticed are like it's very masculine but she's still very feminine and just like I mean like I naturally have very broad shoulders it never bothered me but I imagine like there are some you know, maybe really tall, lanky teenage girls out there that have broad shoulders and maybe they feel bad about it. But I was like, ah, oh, no, she looks, she's cute. She's got super broad shoulders. Yeah, she looks like, great. Like, and she got we, a little gap in her tooth. It's, it's, and the, it's and there's good. no, there's no way that she's unlikable in this movie. Like she is, <laughs> she is charming and hilarious and like the cool girl. But I also love that they don't push that relationship. I do yeah. like the little, like, I like that he has a crush on her because I'm like, honestly, like, same, like, yes. I get it. Um, they're very, very cute. And, and they like, hit the whole like, hey, thing is so funny. <laughs> it's so wonderful. It's so and, good. And like, I, I really like that they had this close relationship. Uh, it's so cute. But I love that it doesn't I actually end. do have a, I do have a fun fact about that. 
Oh, what? Yeah, because like at the very end, everybody's going back to their their own universe, and, and when's the last one to go? And they I have thought, like a little moment. And yeah, I was honestly, expecting I them thought, to have I like she was gonna. I thought she was gonna like kiss him on the cheek or something because I have that's been ingrained in my yeah in my memory. Like, like there's a that's there's a always what happens. That's yeah. always what it's always frustratingly what happens is like oh the like hero boy is rewarded with a kiss. Yeah. And, okay, like one of my huge pet peeves of this. I okay. John Green's book, Paper Towns. I love that book. It's It has a lot about the whole manic pixie dream girl trope. And in the book, like, okay, in the movie, she ends up kissing him as, like, mm-hmm. a reward kind of thing for, like, mm-hmm. finding her, sort of. And I'm like, you have missed the entire point of the book about, like, how it's wrong to idealize people and, like, build them up to be something they're not. And it's like, she is not a prize to be given away. And it's yeah. like, what? And so... I had fully expected them to have like she would kiss mm-hmm. him on the cheek or something, but mm-hmm. she didn't, and that was really, really important to me to just have it like they are really good friends, and that's also enough. Like that's yeah. that's they've that's known each other I'm for like a day, yeah, like and two days, mm-hmm. and it even and even if they knew each other for like two years, they don't have to have mm-hmm. a relationship. They can like they don't have to be in a romance. They can still just be friends, and that's like that's yeah. perfect and that's what they need and it's so yeah significant anyway my fun fact is <sighs> yes they actually did animate a kiss and <gasps> they were like they were like this is they, yeah no they because they couldn't decide if they wanted to so they animated both and the kiss one they were just like this just doesn't feel right it feels weird and it feels really rushed i love that like, choice the, the, yeah they like they were aware they were like mm-hmm. well they because i think they thought that everybody wanted it to happen but at the end of the day they were like well this is our movie and it feels weird but hey yeah. guess what uh they've already announced that there's a, a sequel and like yeah off and like spider spider gwen yeah. gets her own spinoff and like yep. spider woman and silk are gonna be in it i yep. love silk um silk is the so in her kind of origin story she was technically bitten by the same spider that bit peter parker mm-hmm. and i'm curious to see if that means that she exists in miles's world or if she's going to come out from somewhere else but her design is so cool and i love her she's mm-hmm. wonderful so i mean like yeah i wouldn't mind if if like it's like yeah you could see that, that it was there like there was some flirting and stuff but again it's like this whole movie took place mm-hmm. over like two days and it's oh, yeah. just really I ridiculous could... to be like all right well i guess i'm leaving so yeah, I would, make not, out. <laughs> I, I would not mind a budding romance, like, in future movies. I think that would be very cute. Like, and, like, like I like them together, but the thing is that the whole story is not about this romance at all. So it it's right that it does feel, like, of course it feels, like, a little weird that they would have, like, why would they share a kiss after this? Like, it doesn't really it would just be symbolic it wouldn't be it wouldn't have emotion behind it that necessarily like not not romantic emotion at least mm-hmm. so i really am happy about that choice that they that they made that's that makes me happy what i i'm just i'm just tired of really like forced into the movie kisses I'm yes just, i'm like i mean don't get me wrong yeah. i'm all about like I big old smooches and stuff, but I love it more when it's like over the course of like multiple movies. I don't know. It's like I can't I can't get into it if I've only been introduced to these characters like an hour and a half ago. Like, and listen, like ah. I love slow burn, but Mm -hmm. I also like that doesn't have to be every romance. Like, I get it, but like 
it's not necessary for everything. I love reading romance novels and like mm -hmm. all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that it can't like that doesn't mean it has to exist everywhere, especially when it's not written well. It's like, okay, you don't have to force it just to like make this happen. Yeah, I think I mostly am just thinking about like, okay, so I know you saw it too, but last night I saw Aquaman. Yes. They're, I literally they're, was just thinking about that. They're I, yeah, like, I just I like them. I like them. No, but, but I'm just saying they're big, like into the movie because yes, it was yes, really yes. What was long. more long? Yes. <laughs> so, 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 somewhat spoilers for Aquaman a little bit. They yeah, have this huge sorry. kiss during the war scene, and everything's exploding behind them, and it's all underwater, and it's very cool or whatever. But it's also funny then, because literally she got she like swam up to him, and she was like, "We have to stop all this fighting. Like everyone, there's innocents dying." Gonna, and he's like, "Okay." And then she's gonna, like, "I'm gonna make out with you real quick though, while things explode." people die and i'm just and like, like I, what okay. but what was you know what was more endearing than that the kiss at the very end when he is crown king and he, and he's oh, like yeah, what do i do now the, yeah the, when he's like little, what do i do now and she says she says be, be their king and he laughs and he says who this is gonna be fun and he goes Mwah, and he gives her a kiss on the forehead and it is the cutest thing like yeah, that has that so was, much more chemistry than their really big kiss did um, I was, for the record, I was way more interested in his parents than that movie was yes, way too long. They, I have a lot of they, problems with okay, that movie. Okay, we won't. Okay, we we won't get into it here right now. But their parents are like the, his parents are the reason that I like. I, I I'd seen big clips of the movie from working it, but like that's the reason I wanted to see the full movie is because of his parents. They are so sweet. They have a great romance. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching it with my friend and they leaned over to me and were like I want to watch this movie for two hours at the very beginning when it's just like Atlanta and his dad the loud housekeeper like she's learning how to like live on earth and they also have a baby and they're in love and it's very cute and endearing but then they're not the main characters for the rest of it but they're honestly the Aquaman and Mara's kiss reminded me a lot of like as as it was happening with all the colors behind them and I was like Hmm. Okay, but this ain't no Gardens <laughs> of the Galaxy. Like, That's true. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Gardens of the Galaxy did it better with all their colors and the bright space. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I was just, I, I don't know. I was thinking of both movies at the same time, and it was mm -hmm. just making my head hurt a little bit. But it's okay. Anyway, I'm really glad that it was not there because sometimes you just don't need it. Not yeah. yet. Yeah, and not yet, and and that's not even the whole point of their relationship either, which is very nice. It's not it's not like he's not flirting with her the whole time. He's not trying to get with her the whole time, which is first of all like how a normal 14-year-old like would think like like it's 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 natural that he'd be like, "Well, I want to be friends." Like I kind of maybe have a crush on her, but like I want to be friends. Oh wait, shit, I'm Spider-Man. Maybe I should deal with that stuff first and not be creepy to this girl. Which yeah. Which, as I say that, he was never creepy to her. I think he's very precious, and I love him. And that fucking that hey thing is absolutely hilarious. And he's so he's so sweaty and funny. Um, <laughs> he's like uh, puberty. I mean, I already went through. I'm a man now. <laughs> the writing was so great, and and also the writing of the um like speech bubbles and stuff too. We haven't even like talked about that, but oh, that's the narration. Right gets bitten he starts mm -hmm. having louder narration in his head and the fact that the spider-man comics is exist in his world as well and oh yeah that like was that was so a cute. testament to, to peter parker it's great because it's like it fits with that and then when it's like when he realizes that he has been turned into spider-man and 
it cuts to a, a like a an image of his Spider-Man Miles Morales comic book like falling on top of the other comic books. I guess this mm-hmm. is after he it's it's after he's kind of taken up his mantle fully and has yeah, learned at the very like, end. how to like jump off buildings and like take that leap even though he's afraid. It's very cool because it's like symbolic, but it also fits within the world. This movie just took so many risks with like styles of animation and through different means of like narrating the story, but it like works so well because comics can get very, I think, stuck in the format of it and the boxes, Mm -hmm. but really they can do so much more than what we see often. And when you get to see a comic do something unique with like the borders on the panels or like the composition and it's like you're holding a work of art that's a really special moment and this movie encapsulates that throughout the entire two hours yeah i love that they had the little uh sound effects yes you only see them for a second but i was just so happy that they were there when he and his roommate fist bump uh after meeting for the first time Mm -hmm. the fist bump it says best friends for a moment it's really cute oh yeah like uh, the, oh, and that one scene where they were stealing the computer and they grab a bagel and then uh-huh. they get spotted and he throws a bagel at one of the mm-hmm. scientists that's going after it. Like it, it says on the head, it says bagel, bagel. <laughs> bagel. I was like, they didn't Best even friends. put that in there, but they did but because they, they did. love us. And it's a delight. <laughs> oh my god, just this movie is just so uh, good. And I, uh, I know this. I know this whole episode is just us saying okay, but listen, we adore this movie. But it's just, it's so fun to just, it, it, it's even it's it's even better a second time and it's still wonderful just remembering it. I have one more thing to say also that yes, I, I wrote please. down. Spider-Man Noir, uh, Spider-Man Noir is hot. And that's all I wrote down. So that's all I'm going to say. He's also voiced by Nick Cage. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Sometimes I burn candles just to, just to feel something yeah he is like, actually like very drinking, cool and i don't know anything punching don't, nazis yeah i don't know anything about uh his storyline but i'm very interested in finding some comics because i'm like that would be so cool everything mm-hmm. would be in black and white and like yeah that's really cool comics but. the uh the pre-show at alamo draft house had a kind of um rundown on the the history behind the character so spider-man noir like he has his own comics because he's like a spinoff yeah. Um, same can with we like, talk can we talk about the credit scene? Yes. And just yes. how perfect Oscar, <laughs> o- did you know it's Oscar Isaac? Yeah. That. Yeah. I love that. I wanna know who okay, I should have looked this up. Hang on. Oh Let me... no, who that character is? Yeah, the girl. Oh the girl, yeah, he, she's a she's an AI. So um that is Spider Man twenty ninety-nine. His name is Miguel. I know a little bit about him, so he he is obviously uh, in 2099 and he has like DNA from Peter Parker and they're trying Ooh. to clone him. And I think it like oh. gets into him accidentally. So that's how he gets his powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't a hundred percent remember, but uh, yeah. So that, that girl that he was talking to was his AI assistant, wow. but that's all yeah. I know about him. And he's, I do know that he's pretty cool though. Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, I just, I knew something special was going to happen after that movie, but I didn't know what sort of treasure was waiting for me. (laughs) Like, my whole, the whole theater was, like, just 
cracking up. I know. We were like, just like, home, I can't I believe I'm viewing this with my eyes. So I could watch like really bad like video of it from somebody's phone. I was like, I need to watch this eight more times. Oh, huh. Okay. So apparently, I'm sorry. I'm 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 doing a little researching. It's okay. But uh, Miguel O'Hara, he was created in 1992, and he's Spider Man mm. 2099. His this picture I see of him is very intimidating. I will send it to you. Um, he looks very cool. But apparently, uh, something went wrong. Uh, so Miguel had his own DNA on file and tried to rewrite his his addicted biology with his previous biology. Um, and something went wrong and he ended up with 50% spider DNA. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So half of him is a spider. He's done research with Peter's like DNA at some point. I know that it was like something that he was doing, but his I didn't series, know how he got his powers or not. But his his series goes on for forty four issues. That's like pretty 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 mm-hmm. decent. Yeah, I gotta check it out. This series, this show is just this movie was so great because it just has renewed everyone's interest in Spider Man, which is honestly like like more like okay. Love Tom Holland. Love love Spider Man Homecoming. Very fun. But this movie has done so much for that movie. Like so many more people, I think, are going to be interested in seeing that movie. Be, like have a renewed interest in Spider Man because of this movie. Oh yeah, no, I am so I am so excited to see all the little Spider Gwens at at Comic Con. Yeah. So like, I was even talking to one of our friends about this. So I mean, like, I've loved Gwen forever, and when she became like a spinoff spider Gwen and stuff. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I've been wanting like a hoodie that's like designed kind of like her suit for a long time. And I just never got around to it. And I, they're all sold out everywhere. Like if I <laughs> And like I'm not even mad because I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, oh, I hope a bunch of like teenage girls are getting it because like that would be really cute. But like, I'm determined to get one because I really want a hoodie that looks like it. I'm so excited to see all the Miles Moraleses and and Peter B. Parkers and and Gwen Spider Gwens. It's just it's very heartwarming. I I've love seen, it. I've seen a lot of random dudes like go in their closet and find like bum Peter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> which maybe which maybe 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 that makes them too powerful i don't know yeah, they just feel like i have sweat i have gray sweatpants and i've got two pairs of shoes and i've got a great and i'm like i'm and totally can... attracted to a lot of people on the internet right now oh and i'm so it's like really weird <laughs> like i i loved uh in spider-man homecoming how uh peter makes his own kind of like mock spider-man suit and it looks really like dinky and like hobbled together with the weird little goggles and hoodie and stuff but i love that miles for a for a big portion of the movie runs around in a too small uh kids spider-man suit oh, yeah, with, the, with the tag, tag hanging out the back uh-huh. but i mean why not i know i love it and i and i hope i can i hope we get to see more like people in like in cosplay embracing that too this is very endearing this movie was amazing best movie of the year I love all of this the Spider-Mans. It's, it was just uh, so good. And I can't wait to check out the art book too. Because uh, as much as this movie was a feast for the eyes, the art book is going to just oh, like yeah. expand really upon that. Art book, but to be fair, it is like $50. And I okay. was like, which honestly like sounds worth it though. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's just it's like, I just spent a bunch of money on Christmas. So I'm like, I don't have time to get a $50 
this is this is right fine. We just, but we... soon I will because I <laughs> I love concept art books. I love seeing all the like me too of like what we were thinking of, and here's the final design. And yeah, I'm just, like Peter means Peter. Yeah. God, I'm just thinking about that popsicle. A popsicle is very good. <laughs> like, Damn it, I should have mentioned popsicles in the opening. I love Spider-Man Noir a lot. It's very good. Yeah, All fan art I've seen of him. And like, there's more fan art of Peter B. Parker, but like Spider-Man Noir, I'm just like, Spider-Man Noir is a hot superhero who punches Nazis. Yeah, also, him. can we talk about spider sodas? Yeah, I love that. Cool. So to explain that, I noticed it on Twitter. It's probably on other stuff too, but usually whenever it's blank soda that means it's like your own personal it's like your oc i guess like a persona yeah so spider soda is like everybody's personal like if they were bitten by a spider like what their costume would look like and i've seen some really cool designs but so i don't know what mine would be mostly because i can't look up spiders because that's fair right (laughs) i have crippling crippling fear of spiders which is very ironic but like my arachnophobia is just through the roof oh it's but it's so i'm like well i'm glad that you posted a picture of a pretty spider that you were inspired from because that one doesn't scare me fuzzy and it looks like a rainbow but i can't google cool look at spiders to make honestly i was grateful in the in the spider-verse movie when the spider that bit him was kind of like a robot spider i was like oh thank god because it wasn't that creepy because like i'm the type of person who goes to zoos and when i see little tarantulas behind the windows i get scared to like look at them and that's like who am i what no no like tarantulas (laughs) i'm okay with because like they're kind of fuzzy really okay that that scares me though because they're so big and you can literally step on them they are big but like like i'm scared of the ones that have the big booties the big booties Mm -hmm. i'm scared of i'm scared of of black widows tbh yeah no that's the one i'm scared of the most like okay look i i hate spiders i hate them so much i've gotten a lot better about them over the years however if i see one that is bright neon (laughs) there is a chance (laughs) i'll do it because <laughs> if it's neon and kind of like listen if it's, it's if it's flickering like it's from another dimension i'm like that's a story right there because oh, like, like yeah i wasn't scared of that one either and but like even the the original one is like bright red and blue that's where yeah. the colors come from so i'm like mm-hmm. okay well you can't be that scary you're so cartoony looking <laughs> yeah i would i would overcome my fear if i got powers so I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> I want to stick to buildings and not be scared of heights. That would be awesome. I would want to have spider powers so that I can be friends with other people who have spider powers. Oh, okay, I see. I want to be part of the spider fam. You want to be a found family? Don't don't listen. Don't we all want to be part of the spider fam? It could be anyone under those masks. Yeah, it, it was can, super it cute. We're at the, it was super cute. We're at the end. They were all talking about like, yeah, we all have to go back to our own dimension, but at least we know that we're not alone. Yeah. And and- like, really cute and i love that they all felt that way because of course they did but i love that they all voiced that and it wasn't just miles saying like i'm glad i'm not the only one it was all of them feeling that way and and little penny penny parker was also it was very cool because they all had their own little nice moments and penny especially when um her when her her uh uh, robot was destroyed and the little Mm -hmm. spider that's inhabiting it jumps out and that's her robot that was her father's and her yeah. father passed away. And she doesn't necessarily say that in the similar 
in, in, all, all at once, but she mentions that it's her father's robot. And then later she mentions that wow. like, for me, it was my father. And so this is the last piece of her father that's being destroyed. And it's, if you can piece it together with the expression on her face, mm -hmm. I love how subtle this movie is with little things that the more you watch it, the more you understand a little more. Oh and yeah, like I said, like every word, every color, every detail has some purpose and mm -hmm. it was not just an accident. And so that's mm -hmm. just, that's just a, I haven't seen a movie like that in so long, man. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I'm done. I don't know yeah. what else to talk about. <laughs> all, all I, all I know is that we, we're entering 2019 with big Peter B. Parker energy. And, oh, and yeah. I dig it. I'm just thinking about that one fan art where he's like, I'm going to shotgun this. <laughs> and he's in front of like a pizza and a, and a and beer. And he's like with Gwen and Miles. And they're, and then he starts picking up the pizza. And they're like, oh, God, he was talking about the pizza. He just starts holding an entire pizza and eating it, and his belly's poking out. I, I like the and joke that like this is the mood. I like the joke that he's like, uh, "I'm I'm Peter Parker with a B." And Miles says, "Where's the B?" And and uh, and Peter says, "There's a B." <laughs> and he starts looking around, freaked out. Oh, what goofs! So good. So good. And, and Jake Johnson's like lazy, lazy voice was very perfect for this movie <laughs> oh god it's so funny because like i freaking Incredibly i love happy new, i love new girl i've watched it like eight times so this whole time i was like i'm just gonna it's just gonna be nick miller's talking <laughs> but i was like no it's this is great this is this is old tired middle-aged <laughs> we all love i didn't Parker. know that i needed this or wanted it but i do me meanwhile me who i'm like Okay, but Spider-Man Noir, he's in black and white and he's voiced by Nick Cage and he has these big reflective goggles. And I'm like, Spider-Man Noir is very good. It's not some fan well, art be, of... Yeah, that's because people are making like fan art of him being all gruffy and... and yeah, like, did you really see yeah, the, 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 un, the unmasked, unmasked uh, uh, Spider-Man Noirs? And I'm like, yo. And but like, actually, in the... However, I will say that in the, in the scene where they're like, let's do this one more time. And then it's the split screen of... Um, Spider-Man Noir, uh, Spider-Pig, and mm -hmm. Penny Parker. And it's kind of like showing like how they got bit, like how they, how, anyway, their histories in the scene where it's like, I got bit by a radioactive spider. And it shows you like kind of sort of his face in the background being bit by a spider and he has glasses. And I'm just like, he's Peter Parker, but with glasses and hot. And I'm very, it's very good. <laughs> I mean, all the Peter Parkers are hot. This is fine. This is the world well, that we just... deserve where every Peter Parker is hot. <laughs> I mean, this and is what various, I've been trying to say this whole time. No one's been listening to me. Varying states of tragedy. You're so right. It's it's so good. I, I also, Finally. I love the opening um, scene, the nod to, um, in Spider-Man 3, his little dance down the street where he's like nodding and like pointing at people. That's the best <laughs> part of the PS4 game. I'm like, finally, I'm living my dream of being Spider-Man. Spider just... giving, the, giving the thumbs. It's a, it's a series that... I, I love that it, it's been rebooted again and again, but in this new and fresh way where it's like, it's a series that it knows its history and it knows how to make fun of itself. Cause I mean, he's, he's a man with the powers of a spider. That's ridiculous, but like so endearing. And at the heart of it all, he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's, yep. he's, he's, he's not like a big, he's not a Superman kind of figure. He's, he's, he's relatable and he's just yep. one of us. 
and could well, be any of us. Been, and maybe maybe we can have an episode about this later. But this that's always been the the main difference between yeah. Marvel and DC. DC is more about um, kind of like aliens and like superheroes from other worlds or like different dimensions and stuff. And Marvel is like everyday people that just happen to be superheroes. And I think that's why I always kind of gravitated more towards Marvel. Like even as a kid, just, I don't know. It's always yeah, more fun. I think, yeah. I, I would love to talk about uh, DC as well, because I think that it has a lot of interesting things to offer as well. Like the Batman versus Superman. Okay. Not, not the movie, but Batman, <laughs> compared to Superman and like how they're foils for each other. Like one can't exist without the other. Yeah. And, but this, this movie is, is great because it couldn't exist without the decades of other, like, I guess it's been like, it's been over a decade since the last, since the first movie. So building upon decades of the, the mainstream pop culture. All yeah. right. Well, let's, let's call it. Yeah. We got some good stuff. I love this movie and it was lots of fun to just talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I can't wait to own it and watch it every day. I know. I'm so, I'm just, I'm I, literally as soon as the, as soon as it began with the opening, like Paramount or was it Paramount? I don't know. The opening scene sequences mm-hmm. when it like just started like to static out just from the first moment. It's an experience like Dude, I that pulls crying. you in. And it's, I, 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 my first thought when I saw this was just, I can't wait to see this again. And that's very cheesy, but it's true. It's like this movie was so much fun. And I'd love to have another episode where we just talk about Spider-Man himself because I'd love to check out mm-hmm. some of the Spider-Verse comics now yeah. and talk about them more. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm always here all the time. <laughs> I'm always here. I'm always here and thinking about Peter Parker. I'm always <laughs> thinking about his dumb face. Every day. Well, you know Peony. Always. <laughs> If you see me staring out into space, I'm probably thinking about his butt. <laughs> Have you heard of Spiders Man? By the way, yeah, it's the worst okay. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize for that loud laugh. Speaking of alternate universes, Spiders Man. For those of you who don't know, that was a mistake. Uh, the, the best, the best character. He is. His name is Spiders Man. And it's a bunch of spiders in a Spider-Man suit that collectively think that they are Peter Parker. It's just a bunch of spiders. Or see Spiders Man. Spiders Man. Spiders Man. <laughs> He's a and thousand spiders. <laughs> God, kill me. <laughs> oh, nightmare fuel. But I also love him. I love him. <laughs> oh, this has been Generation Girl. This has been Generation Fangirl. Happy 2019. Happy Peter B. Parker vibes. And thanks yeah. for joining us. Because, hey, if, if if Peter B. Parker can turn his life around in a couple days. Yeah, hell yeah. We're all, so can, we're all so can okay. we. Yeah, we're 2019. All, I would just like to bread. also point out that he was still very... It's like, it's like his spider DNA wouldn't let him get all the way fat. Like... <laughs> He was he's still very muscular. He's definitely, <laughs> just, he's definitely like, got a lot of. He definitely has a lot of muscles, but he's like, he's he has a gut, but he's also ripped. Yeah, I know. He's like, got love handles, like, but he's also ripped, and that's inspiring. Like DNA would not let him, but the pizza had to go somewhere, and I just I appreciated it. He can still swing. His body's just garbage. Aren't and we if, all garbage, though? And, and if that ain't a 2018 mood, I don't know what is. It's gonna be good. Happy New Year.
stay magical. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna start singing our outro music. That's okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>